Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Okay. Okay, right. Uh, we are, or welcome everyone anyway, we are on episode number 125, I believe. That is outrageous. Um, this is obviously Brett, Brizzle, whatever you want to call me. We have a special co-host today. Special temporary co-host, not even a guest, a temporary co-host. This is outrageous. We just that's how we do things here. Things straight out of the box, not in the box or around the box, out of the box. Should I even? Actually, I can say people know who it is because um, they'll have probably seen the episode title in in iTunes or or, whatever, or Android or whatever your podcast provider is. So it's a bit of a silly thing to try and surprise it, really, isn't it? But it's Dan Smith, Dan oh. Mac Fitness. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't expecting to be the the co-host. But Temporary. He sprung that on me. Yeah. Temporary. Um, Come on, let's not get ahead of yourself here, mate. Yeah. Temp. Temp. I can live with that. Yeah. Um. Hi, hello. Hello, the people. Hello. No nonsense. Nutrition. I, I was going to ask you on on here actually how many you've done now because it feels like it's been ages. One hundred twenty-five. Five. It's like pretty. You're like an institution now in the nutrition world. Which is if, good. If we had more than four listeners an episode, so you think about that, and obviously these are repeat listeners as well, even four times 125 is what? Only 600. So that's 500. God, my maths is terrible. 500. That's only 500 listens, so institution might be a little bit of a jump or a stretch, but I'll, I'll take it, whatever. Yeah, it sounds good though, doesn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think we just in the show um, basically what is key to most things in life consistency yeah, yeah don't give up don't ever give up that's true <laughs> honestly you put it in life basically the person that hangs around the longest is generally going to be the one that's yeah. successful look at, cockro- give, look at cockroaches if you keep going eventually like, people will, will listen to it um. <laughs> well, it's not really working out though with our four listeners a show but I'm hoping that that theory does does hold out true eventually so Oh. Sorry, that's my that's my two year old saying something about what? Drinking what? So I'm gonna come say hello to Dan and all the listeners who can't actually see you. But... <coughs> hello Dan. Hey Summer. You say hello. Hey. Take that dummy out. Say hello. Say hello. <laughs> Just gone very shy. Who's that handsome man? I'm not that scary. He's quite scary, isn't he? <laughs> right. You gotta say bye now. No. Bye. No. 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 Say bye, okay. John. Can Dan have a high five? A virtual one? No. Right. Okay. Say bye. <laughs> That's funny. She, the amount of time she's interrupted our podcast is outrageous. I should really do this outside, not outside of my kitchen, really, but there we go. Um, so, Dan, since we established you were last on on the 20-something of January 2018... Can I um, can I ask what has been happening with you in that time? So listeners, obviously we know at least one listener will know all the things that happened in your, your life in that time. Maybe a couple. Um, purely because, I guess, you are known to have the odd stalker. Um, but for the listeners that don't stalk you, just tell them what's been happening, mate. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Um, it's 2018, wow. It's a long time ago now. Uh, so I got married. 
<laughs> since when they get married, middle of this year. Um, you basically, you basically just put her life at danger, in danger, due to the Who's? Ashley's, due to the stalking um, people <laughs> that I've talked about. Well, I um, I don't know. I think Ashley will be all right. She she can she's pretty feisty when she wants to be. So, um, but no, since then I've been what have we been doing consistently working, just trying to get things moving a little bit more with regards to the coaching business like a few other things happening around that at the moment which is interesting and like exciting but uh and just trying to build it up a little bit more which has been good been a lot of work though i'm gonna be honest um but it's like it's like anything i suppose it's not really felt like work it's quite enjoyable um get to do things like this which is fun uh are you, are you, are you say it's hard work and obviously or, or it's hard work trying to get things like grow to grow your your business, your your consultancy mm. or whatever. Um, are you telling me that you're not finding it so easy sitting on a beach in Thailand earning like nine figures or something? No, I tried that. It's it's absolutely like <laughs> it doesn't work. It's terrible. And the amount of times when we've been away and I've tried to do that whole beach lap sort of thing, it's the worst thing in the world. The glare, the sand, like sun cream as well. Like I've had to replace three keys on my keyboard because of stuff like that. And I think it's all down to that. So, yeah, don't do it, basically. Got, got nothing to do with the pina coladas? <laughs> I doubt it. Um, no. <laughs> uh, although, this is a boring story now. Um, Apple told me that the, they had an issue with these Macs, these, these MacBook Pros, and they would replace everything for free. When I went in there, it didn't have an N key. They had every single key apart from the N. Interesting story. You think they'd have all of them, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah. I wonder what is N used the most for. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Well, yeah, you would think so. Nutrition. <laughs> See what I'm doing? I'm typing nutrition a lot, and that's why it's worn it out. Yeah, but I was more thinking like, why would they not have an N? Why is everyone getting their Ns replaced? Oh right, yeah. Um, all right. Maybe that's- it's. I, I, all I can think is maybe, although there's more, I'm trying to think of some very popular websites that might have uh, a lot of ends in, other than our own, obviously. <laughs> N and N, you know. Coaching, yeah, there's, there's, and yeah, there's obviously a fair few. Maybe it's that, actually. Maybe we've just broken max, um, max supply of ends. That's what it is. People are hounding your website. They're just on it all the time, smashing it. Well, um, we did actually have someone... Um, contact us this week about our well i don't want to say too much because i don't know the details yet but basically someone contacted us and i get the impression um actually you know what i'm not going to say anymore i suddenly realize i'm probably saying more than i should so just because this is obviously going to be out there for people to listen to and then could be used against me at another point so i think i'll leave that alone actually so scrap that i could just edit out but i'm not going to be honest ah no, I know. I want to know now. And everyone, imagine all day, the four people. They'll be like that on their seat. Oh, no, I'll tell you afterwards. Don't worry. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So getting back to obviously, the, you okay. obviously tell the story about your MacBook. Although I don't know why you did, but I don't know actually. Yeah, I, I panic on these things, don't I? Panic, and I feel like I need to like, tell you everything. Yeah. Uh, Gap fill. <laughs> no, not a lot's really happened since. Like. I feel like the time goes really quick because it does only feel like I was on, on this a little while ago. Um, 
Well, you look at the picture I shared, which you were in yeah. from MNU, one of the MNU yeah, yeah. That must have been That's easily true, yeah. early 2017. Yeah. Yeah, I was small then, wasn't I? Yeah. Small. Well, smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's like these Facebook comments you get What are you giving that protein advice for? You don't even look like you yeah, lift. Yeah. That, that's actually something, though. So since <clears throat> since trying to use different methods of social media and different ways of doing things, yeah, I seem to get a lot more... The the world of the, the internet troll fascinates me. Fascinates me. Is, so is that aimed at me? No, no. Like, you're <laughs> yours is fine. I can take that. But, like... Well, I can take all of it, but it's just the started to look into loads of like different research into why people do it. Um, yeah, it just kind of blows me away. But then I, I always reply to it, people. If anyone comments, I'll always reply for you know one for the algorithm. <laughs> like, keep commenting, keep commenting more and more and more. Um, and two, I always reply politely. And then they, in the end, a few people have actually apologised, and you think, "Well, that's good," and I feel like I've, I've do, done something do, for the world. Do you actually reply politely? Because the few I've seen, your replies seem very suck, or maybe, maybe, maybe very sarcastic isn't the right phrase. I don't know, but surely the person reading it realises that your polite reply doesn't seem particularly no, genuine. Yeah, but they don't, mate. That's the thing. So if you can, you just have to be a little bit smart. And because I'm not very smart, so I just try and be a little bit. Um, and then, then they don't get it, and you think, "Well, I kind of won on both fronts there." Okay, because <laughs> I, I was, I would say, like, obviously, some of your replies are very dry, um, and and they are polite. Don't get me wrong, in literal sense, but I think most people would realise there must be a bit of an undertone, basically, where you're saying, "Fuck off, you dickhead." Yeah, so that's the thing. So you go and, and you'll know from being in Facebook groups, people will be like, "Oh, this guy's commented on my post. This is what I'm going to reply." Like. Oh fuck you, fuck you! You're like, well, don't do that. Like, you don't get anything from that. You might feel good for a few seconds, but try and engage with people. I find it a much more uh, productive <laughs> waste, waste time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be to be honest, I actually think the best for, for like, especially when people are trolling you in like the. It's not they're not trying to be funny. They're just fucking rude. Like some of the some of the posts, and it's like the best way ever you reply is just be very nice. Like even if even if there is an undertone of you taking the piss, like it's just funny reading it back. Because the other person must think, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, always be nice. Like try and someone said about killing people with kindness, and I think that's always a good way to go. Yeah, mate. Have you? Have, sorry, do me cut. Have you seen the Joker yet? Have you? Oh, uh, you're paused. Have you seen? Sorry, the mate, you're right. Have you seen the Joker yet? This film, The Joker. No, no, no. Are you going to watch it? Yeah, I haven't seen it. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, are you going to ruin it? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. There's no spoil. <laughs> fair. I don't think it's a film you can particularly spoil, if I'm honest. It's not in the end. Um, yeah, you don't know, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously, everyone knows the concept of his character in, um, I guess, guy turned villain due to social treatments and pressures on society and stuff. Like everyone knows that's like that's just you know it's like everyone knows the reason Batman's Batman's because his parents got killed and obviously he wants to yeah. fight crime. You know it's the same with the Joker and it's like that's true because like the point you made the reason I brought that up is because the point you made about always be nice to people because if you don't they might turn into psychopaths and start killing people because you're not very nice to them and the Joker's a prime example of where that happened. Yeah, yeah, right. Actually, yeah, we should take we should take that as a lesson. Um, 
I'm actually getting a tattoo of something along that sort of lines. Actually, that was inspired a little bit by because I I've always liked the Joker as a character. Um, I've always liked Batman as a as a as a comic actually, but I've always liked the character Joker especially because like the history and the story behind his like background is 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 quite cool. Because I think it actually reflects really well in society in that you should always be nice to people because you actually don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what obviously even small things you might do or say to people might affect them. Mm. And um and obviously Joker's just a bit like an a not an epitome. What's the word? Um, a pit no. Maybe epitome is the right word. I don't know. Anyway, it's basically like a, 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 a kind of concept of how that might turn real bad. So I just quite like the idea of that. So yeah, no, I agree. I um, it's funny actually. Just talking about this because I was thinking about how <laughs> how I could how I related um, road rage to um, people who troll on the internet. I was driving in the car, and that my way of dealing with road rage compared to if you would have seen me 10 years ago, would have been like to, I don't know, beat the horn, shout, swear, like, and, and now I just don't, I just don't do anything. Um, and it's a similar thing I'm seeing now, like say in the first few, few years of like being on social media and doing stuff, you, you'd be like really angry and then you'd furiously be typing and like you, you'd have to, no matter what you're doing, everything had to stop. You had to reply right there and then. Oh, and like man. now it's just like, it's the complete opposite. So I kind of like link the two when I was in the car to this morning. <laughs> I don't know why I think of these things sometimes. Like, it's weird, but no, it's true. Might, yeah, it's true. The road rage things, like obviously you got the heightened senses because you have to be cautious driving. You kind of got you got to have this awareness around because all the heightened senses, um, you just have this tendency to react in a way you wouldn't normally. Yeah, and you know, like you said you don't know what that person's going through in that day. They might have been just had some really bad news or whatever, and then they've done they whether they've messed up driving or whatever. It's not your place to then get angry. <laughs> no. So lesson there is always be nice to people. Yeah. Sorry, man. I'm, I, we went off from tangents. I um, know you, speak. you. You know. You know. Obviously, our podcast always straight down the line. We never go on tangents. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I remember listening. I've listened. This sounds bad now. I, I've listened to like one episode, and you were on it. I have, I genuinely have, I try to, I don't listen to many podcasts anymore and I should do, um, but when I have, like, the, the initial introductions have like, taken like 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> are you are you one of the, the pro getting rid of the introductions then? Because we've had a couple of people say, I tend to skip the first 20 minutes, go straight to the rest of it, and then we've had some people say, they don't listen to the rest of them, they only listen to the introductions. So, yeah. so it's usually when I'm on holiday that I'll have time and I'll go through, and I'll, okay, I'll, I'll lie here and I'll listen to some. And I was like, well, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been 20 minutes and they're still talking about how their week's been. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a tip. One half time speed. <laughs> yeah, no, I love doing that. I have been doing that. I always do. Uh, but it depends on the podcast you listen to. Sometimes it's very difficult. <laughs> there aren't many. I mean, Danny's, of Lennon's, is obviously one of the few where, and I still only listen to one half time speed, to be honest, but I didn't used to. I used to have it as... as as one because obviously some of the people on there they would talk about things I, just, I don't know what you're saying mate so yeah. I probably need to kind of pay a bit more attention I also have the same issue when I listen to podcast training because obviously I have periods where I'm actually working where I kind of blank out and then I think oh I've now lost the whole concept of that because I was I've, I haven't listened for the last 45 seconds yeah interesting that I only really start listening to I listen to podcasts when I'm in a deload week so that's why this week I've listened to more so because when I'm training I'll just keep them on but when I train, normally, I won't. I can't listen to people speaking. 
don't know how you do it. <laughs> just get used to it. Yeah. Just get used to it. To be fair, the only time I, like, I think I probably have squats on a leg day twice. So two, I have two days, leg days a week. And when I'm squatting, most times I'll put music on because I, I need the like the motivation from the music. Whereas I'll then turn it off probably after a couple of, like obviously after I've cut down my squats or whatever else, maybe a couple of exercises and then go back to listen to the podcast. But other than that, I can, I can get by. I don't need the motivation. I think it might just be the um, 17 scoops of Ignite before most sessions that probably keeps me going so <laughs> yeah. Sh- shout, shout out to Novo, best out there by a long way Go if you can get hold of some from somewhere obviously you can't buy it in the UK unfortunately so you have to ship it over in the US but worth getting best out there oh sorry back um, okay. I've never actually tried it I've never tried it I'll um, yeah. I'll bring you a, a sample bag in, in November yes if you remind me, remind me, because I'll forget. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. talking of long intros, we're now 17 minutes in, so <laughs> this is a long well, intro. Well, keep it up. See, I'm trying. As a co this is what we do. That'll be the first time you've kept it up. Every, every, every week, bounce, bounce, bounce. Um, right, so show, have you got anything else you want to shout at the minute? No, Obviously, really. you can plug some shit at the end, but if there's anything else you want to tell people what's been happening, then by all means. But otherwise, we'll get on. Yeah. 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 So we we had um, a message from one of our our listeners, Michael Pomper. Um, shout out to Michael, good dude. Um, you are. <laughs> what? Just Pomper. What? That's his surname. Well, it's spelled P O M P A, I think. So I don't know how else you would say Pomper other than Pomper. Uh, Michael, if, if I got it wrong, correct me, please. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> You've ruined it for me now. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so he did say like he'd be interested in a podcast on the topic of um, something along the lines of and I can't remember exactly what words he used, but what would we do like top five, five things to basically at like a government or policy level to try and combat or tackle obesity? Um, and I, I guess like this this type of topic has come up a lot in like fitness circles or whatever else because obviously obesity is such a huge uh, or becoming a huge epidemic it's obviously the talk of many many research that's now going on and i suppose like because we've struggled so hard to combat it it's always people always kind of come up with ideas like ban sugar ban fat or whatever like new a new um is it my plate they have at schools now i don't know though basically whatever like they teach kids in schools now um it there there isn't obviously like people can't come up with consensus basically on like how do we basically combat or tackle this epidemic that we've now got so i thought there's no point me going on about it. Let's get a temporary co-host on and let's just get him to do all the work and get him to talk about it. So, um, <laughs> step up, Dan Man. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you, I... You, you, can, you can caveat this if you want. Is Obviously, I slightly may have led you into a bit of a trap by telling you to think of things that are funny. Yeah, so that's why... That's why uh, I feel like I've been not thrown under the bus well, a little bit, but um, it's <laughs> it's quite a serious subject, and you and I thought, oh, that, that's that's quite a, that's quite a good topic, and there's a few things that are quite obvious that I think are out there in the public already. Um, a few things that I think I would maybe personally do, but they're, they're quite serious. Um, and then you said, no, they have to be funny. So <laughs> I think I said something along the lines of sillier the better. Yeah, the sillier the better. Which, for for a subject that's quite serious, I, I felt a little bit uncomfortable doing. Um, 
I've, I've got a good one though. Like if you, if I reckon basically if we just banned all foods in supermarkets and shops and basically anywhere you can you can buy substance, um, and only limit it to one thing, and that would be something like jelly babies. I think people would get sick of eating jelly babies quite quick, and then they would they wouldn't consume very much. Uh, yes, but then I think you might in, encourage, or you might then lead yourself down the road of a few other health, <laughs> health issues. Like, like what? They're, they're multicoloured, so there must be a variety of nutrition in that. Um, eating babies is, is seen as very popular in some cultures, so that must be quite good. <laughs> And obviously, we know that if you're an endurance athlete, the more sugar, the better. So, okay, I can see where it's going now. So, <laughs> um, I don't know how that would go down. Uh, you don't think it'll work? No. Like if you had maybe pick and mix, a selection might be a bit better because then you've well, got. I'm I'm playing on the the food world system and basically trying to keep a very much low variety. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, it can be some variety in colours of jelly babies because obviously you need some some mixture of nutrition. But yeah. I think if you start including cables and foam mushrooms and yeah, but that's the thing. That's variety, that nutrient variety. So fried eggs. Yeah, but I'm worried about palatability and overconsumption. Strawberries. <laughs> true, true. Okay, yeah, I need to think this through. I think, I think maybe I didn't thought this through. <laughs> oh dear. Um... <laughs> So, my, my idea, um, buying like the, the sensible ones, uh, which we can talk about if you want, but that, that we, we can get, we can talk about the silly ones first, um, would be <laughs> everyone has to get all their nutritional information from um, Netflix. You said silly. Yeah, yeah. everyone does. <laughs> but but as a rule, like they can't you ban all of the anything to do with the uh, research or any of those websites or any uh, academics out there who promote evidence based information, and you have to go through Netflix. Okay. <laughs> what, what are we saying? Like people go visit their doctors for poor health, and the doctor has like a referral scheme to obviously give people free Netflix subscriptions or something. Yeah, you get free Netflix, but you, you get, then they, they vet what you watch. Yeah, you uh, have to have like a preloaded list of what's on there. <laughs> so yeah, so you get to watch like, um, obviously all of the big ones that are out at the moment, and then you get like some of the classics, so you can help on both fronts. So you get to watch like, obviously what the health and, uh, is that what it's called? What, what's the health? What the health? What the health? The first one. What the health? And game changes, and then you get to watch like classics like Pumping Iron, oh. so that you can you base off you know training element of it as well. So I thought that could work. Or um, yeah, something. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't think it's a bad idea. My. No. <laughs> oh dear, that's what I think we should do. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> was that the one funny one you had? No, I had some others, like the ones that we spoke about. So, um, just trying to think what they were now on here. Uh, Did you mean Gap Phil? Try to sing or something? No, it's fine. I've got it here. So, the one, like, 
um, a tax, so some kind of tax on, <laughs> like a, on, I hate to call it, but you could have like a fat tax, but that's, see, this is where we, we burge that line, which is not, it's not correct, is it? But you asked me to look for funnier ones, the better. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's PC to say a fat tax, mate. I don't think you can say that. I don't think a so. heavy tax? I think you maybe use the word heavy? Or uh, uh, what is it, a fluffy tax? You can have a fluffy tax. I just, yeah. I had another one on here. Where is it? Uh... <laughs> no, we all, we all just have to we all become the same weight, basically. That way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, that's my that's theory. <laughs> Every fucking episode. She's as bad as Summer. Oh, no. <clears throat> we all somehow become the same weight. Not sure how that would work yet. But in that way, we remove all of the issues around uh, losing weight, but also we remove the body image side of things as well oh my dog we remove all of that as well I don't know what you think of that one I think it's a great idea because you know I am so anti-diet culture so I think that would work for me it certainly suits my bias yeah um <laughs> I just don't know is, how achievable it is so. are you part you're part of like health at every size is that your yeah thing? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, I'm going to have to correct you, Dad. It's health at any size. Thank you. Oh, sorry, sorry, mate. Sorry. For fuck's sake. Health at any size. I shouldn't mock, actually, because we've got um, someone cool coming on to talk about that soon. So. No, I, I, I'm not... I sound like I'm mocking it, because you did, but... Oh, pass the blame. <laughs> it's, more, it's more the fact that people jump on it the wrong way, like most things, and it gets twisted and turned into something it's not, again... Um, because it's uh, when you look at what it stands for in terms of the movement, it's very different to what people would put out there. So, uh-huh. yeah, it's definitely the movement is definitely not depicted. Whoa! Um, did you get some feedback then? Is that just me? No. I got some no, feedback. That's like a microphone going. Anyway, um, yeah, I think like the the movement is not really depicted very well by its like literal uh, name. I think people just read, just just hear the movement name as as in health at every uh, any size, and it's just like whoa whoa whoa, that's not true. And you're like, um, I'm not sure it's really kind of what their their um, agenda or, or what the movement stands for. But right. anyway, but so you're right. Like, obviously, I do think it is very misunderstood and misrepresented. Albeit, it definitely has its flaws. Um, there's loads of stuff like, like I'm like we are actually getting serious here. We're getting deep, man. Um, I I am not anti diet. I'm not part of the anti-diet culture, but I definitely see lots of things in it that I like. And the same with like Hayes. Um, there's lots of stuff that I really like. There's also lots I really don't like. Mm. Um, and I guess that's also why I want the person that's coming on to come on and, and talk about it. Because actually they align quite well in that they are part of that movement. But they're a little bit... I, wouldn't, I don't know whether she would... Can she? Oh, I'm giving, away. I'm giving the gender away. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, I wouldn't know if she would say she feels ostracized or not. I don't, I don't think so. But basically, there is obviously within anti-diet and certainly within a lot of dietitians that are kind of in that group of like anti-diet culture. It is, a, from what I understand, it is quite cultish and that obviously if you ever mention a word in, or the phrase intentional weight loss or if you're ever kind of like pro, pro-dieting in any way, 
um, then you're kind of very much like left to one side to say that you obviously shouldn't be part of this group because that's not what we believe in. It's like, ooh, belief. As soon as you start saying words like that, it's like, hang on a minute, that's not science. As soon as you start mm. talking about beliefs, it's like, hmm. And that's what that's part, one of the things I don't like about it. So that's why I think it's quite cool that she's going to come on because albeit she she's basically like doing all the, the good stuff that I see based in what I like about anti-dark culture and like the Hayes approach and those types of movements. But she's not sticking all her eggs in one basket because she can kind of see that that isn't all all rosy. So it'd be cool to hear her talk more, more about it. So yeah, because people forget in these uh, movements or these beliefs, uh, beliefs. Yeah, I said it, but like these cultures, diet cultures, that there's a person at the end of the day who's involved there, and it's it, no one really looks at what their decision is and what they want to do. It's like, um, what if that person wanted to lose weight? I know you can't because, you know, health at any size, you know, we shouldn't be thinking of that. But you think, you're not actually asking what that person wants to do. You're not listening to them. And there shouldn't be an issue with someone wanting to lose weight. It shouldn't be seen as a negative thing, I don't think. Um, But then it has to be down to that person to make that decision. Like, stop people, stop telling them what to do. Like, and we seem to be living in that culture at the moment where, you need to go and do this thing. You need to go and like eat meat only, or you need to go and be a vegan, or you need to like it. Just like why can't you just let someone decide what they want to do? Um, give them these options. And if you do want to go and do that, then fair play. Like, but just understand why you're doing it, um, the reasons behind it. I feel like I've gone off on a massive <laughs> rant, rant about. No, things. no, it might not be completely on topic. But it's useful to yeah. chat about. Sorry, I feel like we've gone away from what we were trying to do in, that, in our government. Uh... So, what? Let, let's let's bring it back to something realistic. What we can do then? So, like the top five things then that you think would have the biggest impact, be the most efficacious. Because um, obviously, I guess there's been things like I don't know um, the sugar tax, one example of things of like that. We did we did talk about this not not too long ago, um, and. There was some success with it, with the sugar tax, as an example. But I wouldn't say everyone was saying it's like had some kind of like real world changing effect. Um, so, it's, it's, there's always going to be difficulties in having anything generic or global guidelines based stuff where you're going to try and change the entire like population. Um, and sugar is obviously an easy one to kind of like demonize because you might, albeit like demonize maybe not the right word. Sugar one might be sugar might be the easy to tackle. Cause it might just have a, a big effect for quite a low level of entry in terms of like, you know, actionable stuff, something to do. If, if, yeah. that, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. this is what kind of why I said. Well, what what are your five things then that might be obviously like equivalent? What what five global guidelines would you be like? Boom! This is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to we're going to ha- make an impact on the obesity epidemic. Oh, we're talking. We're not talking silly ones, that, no, are we? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm just too good. silly. Good, good. Because like I think we can talk about silly things. You just end up making stuff up, and it's just like uh, it doesn't really. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? But it's not funny. <laughs> it's funny, but it's just added no value to these listeners. It's just a very serious subject. So um, I agree with you on the sugar tax. I at first was like, what, "Why are we doing that?" Like, I just feel like again, it's another thing that we're kind of just throwing out there. But then when you look at it in terms of like the the size of what you have, who you can affect with it, I think it's a good thing, really. Mm. Um, 
I think if it's just on that, like the sugar tax thing, it's like one of those things where it might not be like efficacious and what we would say is evidence based and and warranted. But to be honest, it's a bit like using the words clean eating. Like it might not be correct, but yeah, for a certain extent, for a lot of people, it can add some benefit. And yeah, like you're never you're never going to be correct trying to give people global guidelines. It's just too difficult to do. So you kind of have to just like basically try and attack the the low hanging fruit. Yeah, be as broad as possible. And I think that it had a, it'd be interesting to see. I know there's been some results from it so far, but then to see it a bit over a longer period of time what the actual results are. I think it's been overall quite good. Um, on that one, uh, I would probably look at how we can <clears throat> try and make healthier foods cheaper, if this makes sense. So I know at the moment, and I know people will say this, and I'll probably, you know, we've all probably done it sometime, like, oh, it's so, it's so expensive to eat eat healthy and when you look at it um and in our position we would go it's not no you're just not looking at it right but then if you don't understand that like it is quite expensive to eat healthy and the way that this split between um different classes in terms of uh people in the country it, i think it is it is genuinely an issue in terms of when you go into a shop you see like the, the healthier foods that are there, and you look at the prices compared to like what you could go and get for I don't know half of it in in like frozen foods and things that or like processed foods, and I just feel that that's probably one way of doing it, maybe. But I don't know how you you would then look. Imagine all of that kind of that element that's then going into into the politics of it i don't know how deep you want to go <laughs> how, how deep do you like to go <laughs> but politics is boring oh, so yeah nah, i think it's like one of those things where I, I do think like you don't have like eating healthily or you know and that in its own is subjective but eating healthily doesn't have to be expensive that's what I mean. So we say that, we're, but we know that. But then there's, this is my other part of it, would be the education around um, food. I don't think it's where it needs, it's not where it's at, where it should be. So um, from two levels, from children, so at a, at a, at a younger age, like education is not really where it should be yet. And then at the um, adult age as well, in terms of um, education to then be passed down to children. And I think that, there's gaps missing at both ends, but then if you can start to educate the, the young children now, then when they're older, then hopefully we can re regenerate this cycle, if you like. But at the moment, I think there's big gaps in that, and it, I think it's, you can see it as well in terms of like you'll see generation to generation families where that nutritional guidance doesn't isn't there for whatever reason. But this is my third point to relate into all of this is the environment that we're in now is completely different and it doesn't lend itself to, uh, I say it doesn't lend itself to healthy eating, it's just very, it makes it difficult, I think. Mm -hmm. I, and, that, and that's from someone who likes to think they eat healthily. Um, but even then, I can see how it could be really, it's easy to, to not do that. And again, that then relates to education around it, but also could we be looking at um, one thing I thought of actually the topic was uh, advertising so advertising that's been put into 
know, newspapers, magazines. Um, you, you see that still, that's quite prominent. I think maybe looking at something around that could be another way forward. Um, like, you know, I think that came out recently where they were, are we going to ban people eating on public transport yeah, or something? I like, was it kids or people? I can't remember. Like, I think it was people. Yeah, I just everyone. And I thought, I kind of get what you're trying to do here, but it's never going to work. Like, you'll never stop people. And then people will just eat before anyway or eat after. Like, what's, what are you trying to achieve here? Yeah. Uh, I kind of don't didn't get where they were coming from with that. But then in, in that movement, there was a little bit on the advertising. I think that's a good thing to look at how you know, some, say, fast foods advertised or whatever, or takeaway foods or whatever. Yeah. But, I, I, I must admit, I was walking uh, at some point in around the time where that was kind of like prominent, as in it, it just kind of, you know, you know, the day it comes out and all of a sudden it's all over Instagram. Um, and I remember seeing outside of my local Budgeons, which is basically the only shop in my village, um, they had like a, a PVC poster thing or flyer thing that goes across their front and it changes weekly with like their offers and there are always shit foods on there. Like, And I, and I remember seeing that so I'm thinking like, I wonder if like, would it help if people did say, right, the government had brought in some legislation which stops any companies like advertising junk food effectively um, or alcohol or basically a lot of the stuff which contribute to a high calorie diet and, you know, which is for whatever reason that obviously no one can argue that the cause of obesity no I don't have the cause for a word maybe it's the cause maybe it's the yeah anyway no one can argue that basically we're eating too much and we're not moving enough because that is effectively calorie balance and why our weight's going up um, obviously why that happens is, is a whole different kettle of fish but regardless um, and I remember thinking to myself at the time thinking problem is it's like all of a sudden these, these, these if the government did that what would happen to the companies that like that basically produce and pay for this advertising for these like junk foods whatever would they go out of business because people stop buying them and I think well and obviously I guess that's the point we want people to stop buying them because we want people to start buying more healthful foods and obviously maintain and manage their weight better then I was thinking but what about all the people that are employed by that company and will they then go jobless and homeless and I guess like it just shows you how massively difficult it is for a government <laughs> yeah. to make a decision even on something like that because all of a sudden like your mind starts wondering the, the the after effects of like just making a decision like that. Yeah, definitely. And maybe we don't care. Maybe we don't give a shit like that. You know, you could put companies out of business because they couldn't do that, or you know, because someone someone's livelihood, like even if it's just a small business and there's only a few people, like their livelihood's based on you know a product, a business, an idea that they've had. And if you're decide, one deciding that that's not helpful and they shouldn't be allowed to do it because the government banned basically affecting them advertising for it, is that fair? Uh, yeah, that, that's just what went through my mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's something that <laughs> probably way above like my am I? Yeah, my dealings or like you'd have to probably pay me a lot of money to get involved with something. <laughs> it's just that's just that's just the, like how my mind started to wander after thinking about like oh would that help? Like, but that... I think on a on a sort of side note to that, you always. I could think of it in another, uh, say, like a different realm where you're looking at, like, this is completely off off a little bit, but links in terms of like automation. So people are like, oh, we're going to be, you know, robots are going to take over all our jobs. And then everyone's worried about them being out of work. But then all that does is free up that, that person to then do other work. So we should always be constantly looking at different jobs, if you know what I mean, for them person to do. Yeah. So, and they're not doing it now is because they've got that job now but if we can get like a, a machine to do it 
brilliant, get that machine to do it. That person can then retrain or could re-educate themselves to do something else. Or like, and I feel that that's probably the similar thing in that situation. You'd be like, okay, these people would not be able to advertise or whatever it is for this product, but they could go and do something else. So, I'll, yeah, that's how I would look at it. Are you, are you saying these uh, truck drivers going to learn to code, mate? Uh, no, they don't have to do that. But is that lost on you? Code. Learn to code. I think I've frozen it. I think that I think that was. So, oh, is he back? I was gonna say. I, th- I think I, I've I've killed you so much with that reference that you've uh, decided to leave. <laughs> Shall I explain it? No, I know. Lost? I'm, I'm not that old. I know what no, code no, no. is. Yeah, no, I know. Do, do you know the specific reference of learn to code? I know. No, I think basically there was some massive thing in in America, and I think it started on Twitter, but basically someone started to undermine and mock this idea that people were worried their jobs were going to be taken by automation. I think it started with like miners or truck drivers, I can't remember, but basically someone, I heard this on Joe Rogan experience, so this is why it's very fucking dodgy detail, but anyway. Basically, someone was saying that you could wipe out a whole industry and someone mocked them and said, well, they could hashtag learn to code. And that became like this. Every time someone said something on the line, someone would just undermine them with, a, with taking the piss and hashtag learn to code. And that just turned into this racist, bigotist phrase. So um, obviously uh, it just reminded me of it when you said about people losing jobs. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about that. So, <laughs> But yeah, I, get, I kind of get what you mean as well. It's, it's, I suppose it's the idea that people are going to, um, uh, you know, you take a 55-year-old man who's only ever driven trucks for his entire life. Is he going to retrain into something else? And obviously the joke is, like, is he going to learn to code and, and basically code on computers? Like, probably not, let's be honest. But, but don't wrong, I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying because ideally that would be amazing. Like if people could, because I suppose like, I don't know, maybe people like a lot of the jobs that, that are probably threatening by automation, but a lot of them probably don't. They probably go to work every day hating it. And actually, if they then got given an opportunity to do something they enjoyed, it might actually make their quality of life a lot better. Yeah, it's very dependent on the job, isn't it? But, yeah, I think of a lot of those people in, uh, like, around here, we've got, like, some of the big warehouses, like Amazon and all of those, and you just think, and I've, I've been into them to, like, look around and do, like, inspections, and you just think, wow, this is, like, you can't, it's a job, isn't it? But, mm get any satisfaction out of it I don't know yeah so um, I still think it's a good idea I think it's a good idea I think obviously I don't know how we got to the automation thing but obviously we are talking more around kind of making healthy foods cheaper um, we haven't moved on since then although you said about so your point so far let's just, let's just recap so for the listeners that obviously because we've been off on a few tangents so the recaps were actually I'll let you recap because you'll probably remember because they're your ideas um, so it was around the, the education side of stuff, so from both ends, at child level, at young, um, through the adolescence actually, and then into adult as well. Um, and then the, uh, what do we say? The advertising, yeah. so then links into it. Um, and then the, to seem more affordable. I know, and I know that we spoke about this, that it's, it's not actually that much more expensive to eat healthy, but it's then how they all link together to get someone to understand that. Yeah. So where I look at it is, if someone doesn't know, then they could go to, to the shop and buy, like fill their basket or trolley up with um, quote-unquote like unhealthy foods. That you know, the, the, the thing that comes into my mind is that the, 
you know, the frozen foods type, which is not necessarily bad, but it's like all of the processed stuff that goes with it. But then how do you try and get someone to see that they could actually have healthier foods and if they were to then make more food, maybe, that's probably another thing that people could be doing more of. And I know that, again, comes down to time, but then is it are we missing the education side of stuff? Because sometimes that... Um, at the fire station, this is linked me in, this is, you're, you're triggering off all my uh, ideas now. Um, so young, young guys and girls who are coming in, um, and majority of the time, none of them really know how to cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and it's just because they've never had that, that's not been important to them. So it's just, I mean, you just think, and I, I think about being that age, and I you know, knew how to do most things, but it's just like a foreign language sometimes. So I think that's kind of a, that's a, my own experience, anecdotal experience of like someone who's sort of coming into like 17, 18 year olds who don't really know how to cook like basic food. You think that's probably a, an issue somewhere. It's yeah. easier to go on your phone, order a pizza or whatever, and it's there. So I, I would say that's also probably, I, I, I concur with that, I think, even from clients. So one of the things like you wouldn't think as a coach you would do, but like you're almost teaching people how to cook, um, yeah. which is which is like weird, really. You think like, obviously people come to you for support on kind of like their diet, nutrition, how to eat like optimally for health or performance or whatever their, their, their goal or outcome is. And yet you're sitting there telling them, you're almost teaching them how to cook. Like you give yeah. them a speech, you're telling them like how to cook foods, how to prepare foods. It's like... Yeah, don't get me wrong some bits for convenience like you say but I think that's also part of the problem in that nowadays like people are living longer with their parents so they're not being forced out to go and kind of learn these skills um, their parents are probably all more time pressured than maybe their their you know generation up might have been so they're not teaching their kids how to obviously like they're not, they're not spending like hours teaching or getting your kids involved in cooking because they might even be like getting in meals, microwave meals or yeah. kind of stuff yeah. that's doing. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think a huge thing would be kind of getting kids, like, I don't know, I don't know whether in schools, like how much they teach in cookery classes or stuff in schools, but just like teaching kids is like, that could be alongside the education of nutrition, but also like how to actually cook and prepare foods. Because I don't, I don't think it's, cooking's difficult like especially if you're kind of talking about easy nutritious foods that are time convenient as well and stuff like that like you can make a very like an, an all right tasting meal in 10 minutes chicken vegetables stir fry even a packet sauce if you have to whatever or some spices let's be honest it might not be the most gourmet meal you ever had but it can be pretty tasty it can be low cost and it can be so easy to make like yeah. then all of a sudden you've got no barriers there to good nutrition yeah my, that's most of my meals and i, I don't know I think people look at, say, people like us, say, me and you, for example, or people in the nutrition world, and they think that all our meals are like these masterpieces of of health. Instagram uh, content, yeah. The majority of my meals are, just, are like the same things, um, and they're, they're very unappealing to look at, but, you know, and then the ones that you, you do probably see more of are the ones like, <laughs> you know, the Instagram life, like, you know, but... Um, sorry, I've got like um, a couple of newer, like younger clients now, and it is the same thing. Like we are not teaching them to cook everything, but I'm getting questions where it's like, how would I do? How would I do this? How would I like? What do you mean by kind of uh, batching that together? I'm like, well, just just cook more of it, like, and then you know, you split up. Yeah. and it's just stuff like that. You don't. You think people would people know that stuff, and you, it's they, you know, it's just different generation now, um, but. 
Yeah, I, I think that's possibly something that could be brought in like around the education. So trying to include that. And I, like you said, I don't know what happens at schools now, but I remember doing some kind of cooking, baking. <laughs> that's what I mean. I think most of it was baking flapjacks, and I don't think any of it really came down to actual cooking. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my, they're my things that I would probably do. I don't know. I can't think of anything else, really. I think it's a, a mammoth task. But, the, I don't know, we probably get quite serious now, but the, the, thing, the issues are really with focusing on the, like, the, the child, child obesity problem is quite rife at the moment. And if it's not something that's addressed, um, then that's only going to have a knock-on effect later. And then you just look at the impact that it has to not only um, what's going on now, but the overall scale. It's just a huge, uh, huge thing, uh, which, again, I'm glad I'm not having to try and sort out, but at least I can try and do a little bit of it with people I work with. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, for sure. I mean, I, I think... I think the thing is, I always, I always kind of revert back to like type and think education, um, and obviously it's got to start at a young age at school. And like it's one of the things that I always thought about. Well, they need to teach better nutrition at school, whatever better means. I don't know, but they need to basically teach either more detail, in depth, more science backed, um, more like longer duration in terms of like over the years. Because I can imagine like it's a tiny module in one year of class, and like people forget about it. Like certainly, you look at like we had John Sykes, obviously. Um, a GP and he's one of the directors of the um, British Medical Lifestyle uh, Medicine Lifestyle oh, fucking BMLS I think I can't think what it's, the acronym is off the top of my head but basically he would tell us about what training he goes through in nutrition um, as part of his obviously medical school for becoming a GP and it's like four weeks worth of training like in seven years or however long it is it's like nothing mm. and I guess that's like typical of like the same school and whatever else and I think to myself like it just needs to be more, like it needs to be more consistent. People need to understand. I think if like, if at the very least people understood the basics of calorie energy balance, that's like fundamentally a start. But it has to be taught at a level from school, I think, where it becomes fact, where it becomes like, that's what your grandma says or your mum says. You know, it's not like, basically no one would ever disbelieve it because of what you taught at school. And that's like, it's fact. It's a bit like fucking the wind exists. I don't know. I can't think of a decent analogy or example, but you know what I mean? Something you learn at school where that's always been the case, like don't skip yeah. breakfast kind of scenario. And like if, if some people suddenly remembered like, oh, calories count, yeah. at least that's a start that people can then understand energy balance. And okay, the reason I kiss and I revert to type of education, but there's this thing in my mind thinks like I don't know how impactful it is because tell me if you disagree with this, I don't think you do, but many people I work with and many conversations I've had even with people I don't work with, just generally about nutrition, most people have got a reasonable idea of what they should and shouldn't be eating. Unfortunately, they don't eat that way anyway. Like they, they fight, they, they choose Oreos over an apple or they choose fucking pizza over a healthy cooked home meal or whatever. And it's like, that isn't down to education. We're not doing that. It's down to their choice and preference and other, like either it's the environment or the reward system for food or whatever. But this is what I mean. That's why I think I'm not sure how impactful education is ever going to be. Uh, sorry, I you broke a little bit, but I think I got most of it in terms of the. I totally, I do agree. I was going to say I don't agree, but I do agree. 
<laughs> around. You, oh, and I've said it a load of times actually. Like people, everyone knows what they should be eating, but um, it's like why don't you? Why don't you do it? Um, so you are right in terms of there's more to it than that. It's, we are impacted by a huge amount by the environment. Um, well, I was just thinking off your what you said there around education. Like, why don't we look at? No, I'm talking like we're going to do this, but why don't we? Um, why don't they look at having some form of like nutritionists in schools? Because, um, like you just said, you know, you've got doctors who are getting four weeks of. You have someone who's their role in the school is to provide that nutritional education around just the basics and it becomes like a normal thing because I don't think they, they don't really have stuff like that now do they a little bit like I don't know I always think about it link it to finances because they don't really teach you about finances in school do they I don't know whether they do that now either um, it was always like you just you get kind of older and then you just have to learn about these things afterwards and it just depends on where you are like your parents or whatever you, whoever you have access to um so yeah, having maybe some kind of like, as long as they were regulated in some way, some nutritionists that would be providing the correct evidence-based info in schools could be something. Um, but yeah, what do we know? No, I, I, that's, that's a good idea. I think that also aligns with an idea that we had, which maybe this is just a level up in terms of where it where it be based. We were talking about like in terms of government policies and who creates these government policies. I guess the people who make those decisions probably aren't particularly well versed in nutrition themselves. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they obviously lean or consult with people that are better uh, positioned in terms of their own nutrition knowledge and stuff. So I know obviously, I guess, was that Jenny Rosborough? I think obviously like Jamie Oliver's, I don't know what, head of nutrition or something like that. She's obviously kind of in, I know she, like she spoke about how she's worked with government in terms of government policies. She was part of like the sugar tax stuff or like some of those messages on sugars and stuff. And I guess like there just needs to be more of that. So if you imagine you're someone like Martin up working with the government, I'm sure that some of the stuff you would get would be a lot better than obviously what we're currently producing in terms of you know like government policies and this stuff. That was kind of one of the ideas, like get the actual true professionals and researchers yeah. in there as well. Um, but even then, like I guess there's an element of just knowing what's good for nutrition and then being able to find something efficacious to put out there, like a bit like the example like, of the sugar tax example. Like, they're probably specifically picking a sugar tax, knowing it's not the most um, evidence-based of approaches, but it's maybe the most effective based on the task at hand they've got. Yeah, exactly. It's hard. It's it's always going to be hard. Though. So even if you've got people who are well respected in that in what they do, and then you're trying to get them into that into that realm, it's always going to be difficult to then. How do you make that? But bigger, so that's what I do. Obviously, the sugar tax thing. But like linking on to that, I was, I know we probably <coughs> give him a little bit of like a bad stick in that sometimes. But you know, you, you need to almost have someone who has access to like a big amount of people or has an impact with a lot of big people like that. And um, even when you're looking at stuff like the, the, I know we joke about it a little bit, but like Joe Wicks and things is having like a, a big impact he can impact a lot of people and I know that his message is probably needs tweaking but there's stuff that he's doing with like kids which I think is not too, it's not actually too bad like uh, you know maybe harnessing something like that but then it's how you do it 
or you could get all like shouty and sweary and like then you, you turn people off like I don't know yeah. who are you referring to there? <laughs> I don't know I'm, I'm a uh, could be a, a plethora of uh, nutrition people <laughs> me. Oh, I had to, so we did a corporate talk a couple of weeks ago and I had to pre-warn them if they decided to go after some of our um, uh, ulterior content of aka like the podcast they want to listen to it does get a bit sweary so i said obviously bear in mind you're in a corporate environment which don't be wrong obviously I, I i work in a corporate environment i know it's not particularly um profanity free but still obviously you want to put a level of professionalism over where i'm like oh let's just use the f word every now and then and maybe there might have been the odd reference to a dildo it's not, like that's not ideal but again like that that's probably serves a purpose to some to some audiences some people really like that stuff but is it is it a message that you want to be and they said no. What do we know? Um, right, shall we get uh, start round this up a bit? Because um, you've been very generous yeah. with your time as a temporary guest co-host. Um, I've got a. Uh, unless we've got anything else that I've, you haven't. It feels like we've covered like everything we could probably talk about. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been talking for a while. <laughs> yeah, we're an hour in. Um, I've just got some um, some questions that uh, I wanted to ask. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, first one was from one of our one of our listeners that has said, um, "Let me just find the actual question." Um, What's it like being the sexiest man who does live muscle food um, Facebook lives? Sorry, I said again. You froze. It, it's it's uh, sorry. That's my <laughs> two year old again. Um, What's it like being the sexiest man who does muscle food Facebook live? Really? I don't know. I think you've got the wrong person. You should be referring to uh, Tony Tony Cotton. <laughs> I haven't seen him do a Facebook Live. Has he done a Facebook Live? Uh, no, sorry, mate. I, I misjudged your question. Yeah, this um, is your silly, silly group that I wasn't even selected for. Outrageous. Um, I yeah, it's very enjoyable. I, I I quite enjoy doing the lives. Actually, it's nice when you get interaction, um, which you do get a lot of on that page. So it makes it interesting, and yeah, I just generally I get quite a buzz off doing them, so I'm enjoying them. Yeah, thank you for that question. <laughs> um, but, but be fair, that's the only question we had for you. I I've got some that I wanted to ask though. So um, uh, I hope you're ready and obviously deep in thought for this one. But is cereal soup? And if not, why not? Cereal? Yeah. No, it's not. Okay, why not? Because. You <laughs> you put it in the bowl first, and then you put the milk on it. Like it doesn't come together. Like soup is blended up; it's together. That's soup. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I accept that answer. Whoever thinks cereal is soup is not right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is that um, you? No, it's not. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think cereal soup. That's a ridiculous concept. Um, what's the weirdest smell you ever smelled? Uh, oh, that's a weird one. Uh, I'm going to go for, for, I don't know actually, uh, God. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a question, because I'm trying to think of like weird things I've smelled, but. Oh, I'll tell you what, actually. Um, 
knee sleeves after you have trained in them multiple times and left them in your boot after one of the hottest summers we've had that was a smell to remember okay yeah. I would say that's more uh, rancid rather than weird but okay it was weird as well like a weird smell is it I think if you've never if you've never smelled um, an unwashed whey shaker or a shaker with whey that's had remnants of whey in it that you'd find that a weird smell that's horrible yeah yeah okay um, what is the funniest joke you know by heart <laughs> um, I, I probably can't say it <laughs> why can't you mate we've had some some terrible content on here if you're thinking about lowering the tone like we have Johnny every week for Christ's sake so I'm sure you can say anything uh, you just you, you just don't have any funny jokes right no I don't even think it's that funny but it might come across as slightly racist <laughs> 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 mildly mildly is acceptable uh... <laughs> oh dear would you like to move so, on <laughs> that's right um, I was in a in a restaurant I, I can't remember how it goes now but I'm going to mess it up I was in a restaurant but it's all in a it's all in a delivery I was in a restaurant and um, the waiter comes up to me and he says uh, Chloe okay and I said no sorry mate I can't sing I don't mean it's racist, but do you get it though? Yeah, is your curry okay? Is, yeah, curry okay. Yeah, I I get it. Like you don't, you shouldn't. Like basically, if you ever have to explain a joke, it's not funny. Yeah, you didn't look like you got it. No, I just <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be way more racist. No, no, that's about as racist as I get. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mildly racist, all right, because generally, like, I have a problem with this. Like, intentions and words need to be separated. They cannot be the one and the same people choose to be offended by stuff like for the most part obviously there are some stuff but for the most part people choose to be offended that annoys me yeah no I get what you mean (laughs) I'm definitely not ready (laughs) just clear that out but I don't think it is actually now I've said it out I don't think it actually is okay good yeah good I'm glad Um, so where's where's the last one where's it gone right the last one I wanted to ask you how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant how many chickens? Yeah, would it take to kill an elephant? Uh, oh, you broken up, hold on. So maybe at least oh, one you're chicken. You bet. One chicken? Yeah. How would one chicken kill an elephant? Because it would climb up its, its trunk and peck it in the eye and, and uh, get, get to it that way. I'm not sure if you have to climb a trunk. Have you ever seen the video uh, of the elephant smacking the woman in the face in some sort of nature reserve? No. <laughs> I think if you go on to um, shout out to this account, um, nature is metal underscore or one word. Go on to their account, follow them. Brilliant, uh, amazing account. There's a video somewhere on their timeline of some like basically some tourists standing by like a nature reserve when elephants like next to a wall, and some people like. I don't know mulling, mulling around doing whatever they're doing, and I think this elephant puts his trunk out, and they're like they're like all in all, and the next thing now just like fucking roundhouses this woman like with with its trunk and just knocks her like about ten foot or something. It's ridiculous. I'm not sure chicken has survived that, mate. So well, yeah, you don't know like a rabid chicken. Mm, okay, I don't know what a yeah. rabbit chicken is, but is that like a new species or like rabbit? So it's got like 
like rabies, basically. Okay. Rabbit, like rabbit dogs. That was about as good as your my joke there was about as good as your karaoke joke, wasn't it? <laughs> well, mate, I think <laughs> maybe we draw a line on there because I reckon we're now down from four to at least two listeners now after that. Yeah, cool, good. <laughs> after that, after that ending, um, do you? So obviously, we know that you are now celebrity famous in that you're doing lives every month, every two weeks, every month for, for Muscle Food. Every it's roughly every month, yeah. Roughly but it's not like a set thing. No, I'm just thinking where people can get more of you. So there's obviously there. Um, they can obviously find you at Damat Fitness on socials. Yeah, all, all of that. Um, Instagram, Facebook, probably most. Yeah, that's probably where I'm at most. Yeah. Have you got anything to flog, plug, sell? Mm, mine already. <laughs> Sorry. Have you got a wait? Have you got a waiting list? Oh, uh, I've got my waiting list. Mm. Uh, come on my waiting list and um, no not really I mean like, people wanted to come and speak to me around uh, coaching and they're welcome to um, I'm not actively like looking for people but uh, come and, I'm not going to go oh actually I've got two places that have come up funny you should say that um, I haven't so no, but yeah they, they, I'm always open to speak to people uh, but yeah with the coaching side of stuff I'm kind of being a bit more selective <laughs> yeah that's what but happens that's when what... you start doing being a big dog obviously doing muscle food stuff uh, I don't know don't doubt it mate <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just still bit of that Emily uh, Malawa Waka Waka Wasaka um, decide to that is mildly racist I suppose um, I decide to choo- choose you over me which I'm bitterly disappointed by it's, it's not it's all good mate. I just want to say like, it's it's like you shouldn't be there's no need to be bitter and it's okay right is this your way of putting an arm around me give me a tap on the back and it's alright mate I feel like you just very get very not angry but like oh oh no it's alright it's alright mate I'm not known to have a temper temper so (laughs) I'm I'm very placid (laughs) placid yeah I said placid not flaccid Jesus Christ what's it with you in your windows um, no, thank you for coming on, mate. You've saved me a job having to <laughs> think of all that stuff myself. I actually think there's some useful chat there. Like, I like bouncing yeah. things around because, I'll be honest, I don't get to speak to many people during the day. So, other than my no, two, and that's why I mean, I, probably people will listen to it and think, "What the hell?" But like, I'm sure there is some good stuff in there. But it's very hard to take a subject like that and make it. You can't make it interesting, but. It's also hard to make it. I can't really make fun of it either. But um, yeah, but no, I, I I agree. I like to speak to people like in this, and it's almost like just a bit of a chat around things. It's good. Yeah. Um, good. I'm speaking to my phone all day. <clears throat> well, I hope you uh, hope you enjoyed coming on and being the first man to get hat trick. Even as yeah. it, even if even you were a temporary co-host, not an actual guest, but still, obviously, this is the third time you've been on. So um, you're out in the lead now for a number of visits. So. Yes. Good. Yeah. Send me a ball, yeah? Have yeah, ball. yeah, I'll bring you a ball along with a line of powder in a bag or something that I'm going to be bringing as well. So I'll see you in, in a few weeks, won't I? Yes. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone if anyone listens um, and they... Because obviously we do get, I suppose, a reasonable amount of people within the industry listening to our podcast. You know, at least two out of the four, I think, were our PTs and nutritionists. Um, that might be attending the MNU conference in, in a few weeks, then... Come and say hello. So obviously, we'd love to um, yeah. to obviously meet up, I suppose, and meet people and 
socialise and do that sort of stuff. Because let's be yeah. honest, we're only going to the conference for the after party. Yeah, yeah. come to LA because I feel I, I love the awkwardness sometimes where you, people people come in there sort of say oh, I follow your stuff and you're like oh shit I should know who you are and that kind of that well, just put, come say hello because then I know who you are yeah I think you probably just put someone off saying hello though because they'll be like oh no he's got to feel awkward now that he doesn't know who I am no no we just do it anyway because <laughs> we just break down barriers <laughs> definitely I, I always think it's funny when um, obviously you're like trying to work out who people are because you've seen like a tiny tiny little yeah. thumbnail and you're like small like yeah, is that that person? It's even funnier when people have profile pictures of like not even them or like filtered to hell in terms of not necessarily like for um, beauty reasons, but you know, like when the people have like ones that will abstract and weird or like really filtered, so you just can't really work out who it is anyway. Or like I remember when we were obviously doing our studies, there was someone that I used to talk to a lot. Um, I can't remember who it is now, but they used to have their their picture of their profile picture of their Facebook was like I don't know them doing a handstand or something so you never saw their face so then you see like you meeting people at thing you're like i don't know if that's you it might be looks like the back of your head <laughs> oh no yeah can be good right on that note i'm gonna sign this bad boy off so right. um this is where you say something funny to say bye like bonjour uh, or or like johnny does to lou no i'll just say thank you thanks for having me on oh is that, is that literally it yeah sorry I've got I expected more. Um, I've just had a message off Mel, by the way, just saying he's down on the next podcast. So I did say it wouldn't take long. Look, I'm not even finished recording yet, and she's already knows. Unbelievable. I just checked for cameras. Mate, cameras? She's probably in your bedroom. <laughs> and that's a joke for another time. Anyway, au revoir. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week. <laughs>